Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 67. Today, Penny, we're going to be talking about the National Society Daughters of the American Revolution Genealogical Research System. Wow, that's a lot. GRS. It is a lot. It's a mouthful. That's why they call it GRS. Okay. All right. Um, So, and that is um, basically some um, online tools. You don't even have to be a member um, to be able to utilize them. And, um, but I think sometimes it's an overlooked um, resource for genealogists. So, we're going to talk about a couple of of databases that they have in that uh, for researchers. But first... Are we talking about wine? We are. Okay. This is your choice today. Oh, it was my choice. Okay. So my choice was um, Olima. Um, they have um, several different wines out, but um, the one that um, we chose today is uh, Pinot Noir. It's from Sonoma County, California, and it's um, just a lovely, um, silky with bright acidity it's got that um that fruity flavor that you you like the cherries the Mm -hmm. the strawberries you know um with that earthiness but um, it's a california peanut do you notice that since we started this podcast we've Mm -hmm. we've leaned more into the reds yes we were especially you very anti-red at the beginning Mm -hmm. but yes so elima and they have a nice chardonnay as well that Mm -hmm. that i like um so in a cap. That would be a non oaky very, right? Very nice cap. Yeah. So um I do, yeah, I do prefer um the non oak. Yeah, an oat. But, yeah. yeah. But um so Olima, really good. All right. So the GRS, genealogical research system that um looks at that it's um a lot of resources that the uh, National Society Daughters of the American Revolution, DAR, have um, in their extensive library in Washington, D.C. Um, certainly someplace that you should think about looking, um, if, especially if you have a brick wall. You know, you've gone through a lot of other resources. Um, this is one that you should um, look into for your exhaustive genealogical research. Um, I am a member of DAR and I'm currently serve as the registrar for my chapter, but you don't have to be a member um, to utilize the library in Washington or to use some of these online resources. Um, You can even order uh, records from them. If you find something here, you can order them and they'll send you a copy. Um, for members, um, some of those can be even, um, I think, um, you can automatically get an email with a link and you can actually see it right away. But uh, for non-members, you have to order them. Um, but um, according to the, D- the NSDAR website, um, the library in Washington holds over 200,000 books, as well as an extensive collection of documents on microfilm and microfish. Um, on-site access to the GRS is allowed, um, allows patrons to see the scanned copies of approved DIR applications. Um, however, and that you can also see the supporting documentation, but they do redact um, all data for people who are still living. So you can be rest assured that they're 
keeping um, their members' privacy first and foremost, as we all should uh, when we're working on our own genealogy. You should always keep people who are still living, um, they have a right to privacy. Absolutely. So, but um, you can get, um, and and sometimes you're going to find documents here that you may not find anywhere else because maybe the family has um, some Bible records, which we're going to talk about in a minute, or Mm -hmm. some other records that aren't publicly available that you could get here for um, a shared ancestor. However, you can also um, uh, access the GRS online from your home. Again, you won't be able to see the scanned copies or the supporting documents, uh, but you can see the indexes and some of the abstracted information that will kind of let you know, well, maybe this is something that I really need to get a copy of. Mm-hmm. So I want to discuss just briefly three types of databases that are available online. And um, the first one is um, the search by descendants. Um, this is something that you can use to, uh, rather than searching by the Patriot's name or a member's name, you're searching by the descendants of that Patriot. So any of those couple matches, spouse matches, um, direct line ancestors um, and descendants all the way to you, you can put those in. Using the advanced search, it allows you to search for two names. So you can put um, the husband and the wife's surnames in to see if how many of those matches those couples come up and then you can see if that couple is actually one that, that you know of is it in your family um, all applications in which that couple's surname appears will come up um, and then you can read through and um, they've abstracted so it will tell you not only the name of the the husband and the wife but also their dates of birth dates of death and the state uh, where they were born and died. So that will help you match up to make sure that those are um, indeed the couple that you're looking for. Um, keep in mind that uh, DAR applications do piggyback off of prior applications. So just because you might find one that has your couple in there, uh, they may not have the documentation to support that couple and their data. It may be have been provided in a prior application. Um, so um, you can look at the citations. If you get a copy, if you if you request a copy of the application, the citations uh, of the documents used can be very useful. This is on the reference references for lineage page of the application. So you get a copy of the application. It may not have the um, all of the documents, but you can. Also, you can look to see, okay, which application that one came from, that particular generation, go back to that um, application, and then look to just see what documents were um, were being used. And they will, you know, have a citation. It could be maybe citing a will or citing a deed, and it might give the book and the page and the county. Well, you can go then and to the county and get that that's a copy. So right, something that you haven't already found. Correct, yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. a... Um, a book reference, you know, a reference of um, a county history or a genealogical um, uh, research report that's been put together on the family. That could be something that you could use for your own research. Um, you can start with, you know, you start with your eight great grandparents. Um, and then go to your 16 great-great-grandparents. The farther back you go, the more likely you are going to be find a match. 
Um, but don't forget to try um, searching your lineal ancestor's siblings too, because your particular ancestor may not have um, had a um, descendant who has applied to DAR, but maybe their um, brother or sister did. And you'll still get some information about the family. If you find, you know, if they provided a will for uh, an ancestor, your, your relative's gonna be in there too. So check that. Um, the other thing that's really cool is the Bible records. Um, they're continuously, uh, as they get Bible records in, um, transcribing them, they give you an abstract of what they have available um, be, by what's being sent in on the applications. And this is a wonderful collection of transcribed Bible records uh, from members or sometimes from the chapters. Sometimes a chapter will um, ask their especially like for instance my great great grand my second great grand great aunt their chapter collected bible records from all of their membership and they transcribed them and then they published them compiled them and published them um, in a, a little book and that has been donated to the uh, dar library in washington um, but you can also buy it on amazon too for that oh, matter that's a great project too for yeah, uh, and chapter. yeah, and and she was. I think she became a member in 1931, and she was a member until she died in the early 60s or in the mid 60s. Mm-hmm. And but her father was a Civil War veteran, so you're talking about Bible records, especially from from her time period, that were very much closer to the Revolutionary War people. And in fact, it was because of that project that I was able to make I think two kinship relationships because of the Bible records that they had transcribed that I don't know where those Bibles are now right but but somebody has done it and it's printed right. and it's, and it's yep. um, in that yeah that's amazing so this is a great resource and what you do is you put the names in and it will pull up every every Bible record that they have mm-hmm. or every document that they have there and then if you drill into it it will give you a list of everybody who's listed in that Bible record. Fascinating. So then you're like, oh, okay. it has a a um, um, document number so that you can then fill out a form that they have and send in, I think it's $10 for a copy, and they'll send you the actual copy of that record. So then you can have that for your um, research file. So it's very cool. Um, I actually have to order some that I found just recently. But yeah, it's a great... Um, a great chapter project and, and that's nice that that you can order those as well then mm-hmm. yeah anyone yeah. can order mm-hmm. those yes great. absolutely um, and it, you really have an idea of what who's going to be in that document when you get it so mm-hmm. it's just not just not a name um, and, and don't for, and forget don't forget to always try the different variations of spellings of those surnames as well so yeah um, I'm just sitting here thinking when you're in there when you're in there looking even if you're researching, you know, whatever family, it is, the Smith family, you might as well put everybody's name in there and see, you sure. know, as long as you're in there, just, you know, dig, you know, see see what else is you can find for other projects that you Absolutely, can because like your ancestors, you know, their um, descendants, siblings' descendants could have mm-hmm. donated something that you, you're not aware of. Yeah, yeah. So um, another new database that they have on um, the website is the Patriots of Color. And this contains uh, names of individuals from a wide variety of origins and backgrounds 
who have been found to have provided patriotic service, but for whom no membership application has yet been approved. So if you can prove that you descend from some of any of these individuals, then you could um, not only add them to the um, patriots in the database, but then of course become a, um, a member. You can search by name or you can search by state. So for example, searching in Virginia, there are 757 individuals found to have provided the patriotic service while living in Virginia, many of whom were enslaved by the founding fathers in Virginia. So if you descend from, you know, if you find an ancestor there, then you could um, prove that they, you know, their patriotic service has already been proven. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes um, for, for these, sometimes only a first name is known or the owner's surname. But um, other entries have, um, they have first and last names. Um, like there's an entry for a Jeffrey Hemingway in Worcestershire or Farmington, Farmingham, excuse me, Massachusetts. Um, this individual is already proven to have patriotic service. So if you descend from Jeffrey Hemingway, then, you know. You're golden. Yeah, you're golden. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're interested in hearing some of the family stories uh, from women of color who have joined DAR, um, Raisha Rainey hosts a podcast called Daughter Dialogues, and she um, had reached out to um, other members of DAR um, who were women of color who um, could prove their ancestry back to a uh, Revolutionary War patriot. Wow. So there's some fascinating. interesting, fascinating stories there. Yeah, that. So whether you're using the GSR online or um, in ordering documents from home, um, you know, or start a list for your next trip to D.C., the library there is, is fabulous, um, and it's, it's beautiful. You know, the building itself is beautiful, and the library is beautiful, but they've got great resources there. Um, and it's um, just another resource and another repository to look when you've, um, especially when you run into a brick wall. So yeah. I found some great stuff there, like I said. Great so. information, Amy. Yep. I like that. All right. So yeah. until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly and never drink around genealogical documents.